Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored 8-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10 and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And this week I'm joined by Jim and, oh wait, Berto's not with us. Where, where's Berto, Jim? I, he's somewhere, um, did you queue up the uh, Carmen Sandiego theme song in the world? <laughs> uh, I think he's somewhere in the, between Texas and the Midwest. So he's between you and between me, basically. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, I don't don't know where they stopped last night, but they. Uh, the, he he spent the week up in sh- in the Chicagoland area, uh, visiting family and uh, celebrating their son's second birthday. So that was fun. I uh, get to see some pictures from that. He got to see one of our group members' uh, strength. Uh, uh, um, oh, was it uh, not st- strength? But um, he was competing. Yeah, Aaron Overstreet is one of our members, and and he's he's a a strong man, a strong man competition. There we go. And uh, he did a a a five hundred pound squat. I want to say it was right around there. Yeah, yeah, it it was pretty pretty good. Like he he did the two eighty. Berto sent the uh, the video of the the two eighty at one point to us, and I'm like, oh, he did that easy. Like he didn't have to to, like he just did it. It, it, Like there was no effort. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, he, he, Aaron, Aaron is an absolute beast. Um, we're, we're lucky to have him as part of the group. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's uh, great to, great to see that. And, and they got to, to hang out and do a little, little something together. Um, uh, so the, uh, so yeah, Berto is, is not with us this week because he's on the road right now with his family. Uh, probably barely holding on to his sanity with three young ones in the, in the, in the vehicle. Uh, it, you know, I know his wife is doing a great job of keeping, uh, that, uh, under control as best as she can. Um, Berto's uh, not one to let, let someone else drive though. <laughs> I'm sure that they're he, discussing, um, he's having the kids study and recite about the different cuts of meat and mm-hmm, learning about mm-hmm. that. I could see him or, you yeah, know, I, all I, I all I, see I some sort of brisket song or barbecue song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The wheels yeah, on the grill go round and round. <laughs> yeah, I, I could totally see that. That that totally, yeah. uh, I could see them doing that. Um, only it'd probably be in Spanish because, well, just because, you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, we miss Berto, but we're glad that he got to spend some time with family. That's really important. Uh, so let's take care of some business um, regard, uh, just uh, for our listeners. A reminder. We uh, would cover your support in any way, shape, or form that you can, whether that be a review 
on Apple Podcasts or Amazon or um, even subscribing and liking this video on YouTube. Yes, this is going to be a YouTube video, and we're uh, we're sharing more and more of these uh, as we as we create them because we're we're doing we've got a, a new platform for that. So uh, please uh, share these videos and uh, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode that that goes on. Um, so yeah, we uh, we we have that. Then you can also. Uh, Find all of the links to our groups, the Facebook page, the Instagrams, everything at theketomansclub.com. And you can, uh, if you'd like to connect with us in some way, shape, or form, you can email us at theketomansclub at gmail.com. Or I'm sorry, actually, ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. The other one's an, a valid one, too, but uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can call or... 512-518-6161. So you've got a few different ways to connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Any ideas, any comments, any things that you have uh, that, that you would like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you. So lots of ways to do that. Um, any club news? Uh, we're continuing to steadily grow and, and all of that. Uh, the 101 Club, the Keto 101 Man's Club is uh, well over 900 and uh, should be coming up to a thousand members probably in the next month or so. Definitely by um, the first of June, I would say at the very latest. Yeah. So that's a good thing. On the unfortunate side, um, a lot of people were looking forward to KetoCon 2021, which was going to take the place of KetoCon 2020 because it didn't get to happen due to the pandemic. And KetoCon 2021 is now pushed to KetoCon 2022. Yeah. So. Um, it is what it is. We'll yeah. we'll it, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully everybody gets their shot. If that's what they decide to do, and if they don't want to do it, uh, it's your decision, no problem. But hopefully we can make it happen next year. I I really I think that we're gonna uh, we're we will see it next year for sure. Uh, they'll have something um, this year, probably virtual in nature, uh, like similar to what they did last year, but. Um, it's not, it's just not the same thing as, as being able to connect with all those people. My favorite nope. part wasn't the sessions or, or the, the lessons learned, but really connecting with other people in the community. And so, uh, there, there's rumors of a BertoCon uh, at some point in time this year, um, uh, <laughs> you know, some type of a get together here in Texas. I know Corey wants to do it in October. Berto wants to do it around his birthday. So we, we, we don't, we'll, we'll, We'll see what happens. Just keep an ear to the ear to the ground. You, you never know what might happen on all of that. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of uh, cool growth with that. A reminder to all of our um, a reminder to all of our listeners. Also, we have our merch store open all the time now. So we no longer we will still have some releases. I don't have a, a new design for you right now, but. We did re-release Stakes Over Shakes, and uh, you can, or Stakes Are Greater Than Shakes, and you can uh, order that on the website. And then once that order comes through, we will, uh, it's kind of made to order type thing. So it might still take a couple weeks to get to you, but we have kind of the raw ingredients somewhat close at hand. And so we can make those uh, relatively quickly and, and get it out to you. So uh, go to our website, theketomansclub.com, and the merch link is there. We've got shirts. We've got hoodies. Um, right now, we've got the stickers. Uh, I don't have my water bottle anywhere close right now. Uh, otherwise, I'd show you the the the, the vinyl sticker. Um, and so we we've got uh, a, a couple different items there, and and we'll have some new designs. Um, uh, hopefully, in the near future. I just haven't had the chance to work on all that lately. So, uh, but we wanted to make it available for anybody to get something now if they wanted to. So check that out at theketomansclub.com. Uh, I think that's um, all the real big business. Um, I do want to mention uh, our, I don't have a recorded thing for this, so I'll throw this out there. NutriSense has been very gracious to go ahead and share with us a, a discount code uh, for the uh, NutriSense uh, Continuous Glucose Monitor. This podcast will have aired after the the, the CGM episode and... Uh, want to make sure that people know um, know know that that we have that available for you. Um, let me get that up here real quick. The discount code is TKMC twenty five, and that will give you twenty five dollars off the first month of a non trial membership. So if it's one of the three month or later 
or greater uh, memberships, uh, you can $25 off the first month. And there is a link on the website for that, but you you also can just use the um, the, t- the discount code TKMC25, uh, and that will give you the ability to get $25 off your, your first month. Uh, so that's a, a a great opportunity to try something. I know Corey Madraski is doing that right now, doing a month of it, and he's finding the information extremely helpful. He found that he's extremely sensitive to sucralose, so he's going to basically not be able to do pre-workouts ever again because they, they, they affect his glucose too much. So very uh, interesting stuff that it can show because we're all so very individual, and this, kinda, this gives us that near real-time data that, that is just unlike any other. That is enough business for now. Uh, let's jump into our picks of the week. Jim, who'd you got? Uh, mine is to Matt Eaton, who is a uh, Oklahoma boy. He has crossed over into Wonderland, uh, posted a photo up uh, mid-March of uh, hitting 198.7. Don't have a starting number, but 198 is below 200. So congratulations to Matt on uh, hitting that milestone. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's, that's a hard one. Like I've been pushing towards that for, for a while. I really want to land at or around 200 if I can. And it's been, it's been one of those things. Every time I get a little bit close, I sabotage myself and I'm really good at that. So, uh, (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, we've got, uh, my pick for the week is Gregory Hooper. He is, uh, he did a 75 hard challenge. With Carnivore, 75, uh, 75 Days Mindset Challenge, at 49 years old, um, he can say with no exaggeration that he feels better than, than he ever has felt in his entire life. Um, quite a few things listed here as being achievements with that um, and, and, and the things that he did. Looking at these before and after pictures, you can tell, even though there's only about 15 pounds difference between the before and after of that 75 days, the definition and everything else, you can see that that hour and a half of working out uh, every day has paid off, that the mindset's there. He's got it down. And so really, uh, when I saw his post, I was like, okay, yeah, he's my pick of the week. So <laughs> that's that was an easy easy pick for sure. Uh, congratulations, Gregory, for all you're doing, uh, all, all you have done and all you're going to continue to do, I should say. Um, anything else before we dive into our guest? I don't think so. I think yep. we're rocking and rolling. Yep, I think so. It's uh, it's going to go a little faster because it's just you and I uh, to, to to go off of each other a little bit. Um, so uh, this week's guest is actually uh, my brother, my my personal friend at this point in time. He uh, he's somebody that I've had the opportunity to get to partner with uh, to edit his podcast and videos uh, for for him uh, on his side of things called the Superhuman Life. And he has an organization that he's created called Rebuilt Recovery. And they, his focus is to help men break the shackles, of, cha- uh, the, the shackles of, of addiction, specifically to pornography. And he'll, he's going to talk about more of that and, and whatnot. The reason we're having him on the podcast uh, is that whether we realize it or not, there's a lot of, a lot of men out there that, that they think that strip clubs or uh, pornography intake or the the over sexualization of most media is really not a big deal. Like it's just kind of is, and you know all that type of thing. And the truth is, on a on a biochemical, on a neurological level, it actually is doing quite a bit of damage to us. And so, since our mission, since our our passion as a podcast is to help men become our best version of ourselves that we possibly can be. His mission is in alignment with that. We want to be the absolute best husbands that we can be. We want to be the best men that we can be for society. We want to be the healthiest mentally and physically that we can be. And this affects all of that. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to to, to uh, hang out with us on a Sunday evening and uh, get to share what you what you have to share. Uh, give us a little bit of your background, why this is a passion for yourself. Uh, you you can re- easily refer people to your first episode where you tell your story mm. in depth, but give us a, a Cliff Notes version of that, and we'll uh, we'll link to that first episode so that people can really get it in depth. 
Yeah, no, no, and and and, and thank you both, Chris and Chris and Jim. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just blown away the first you know ten minutes of this podcast. I'm 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 already inspired. Like I need to get to work. Like we got a 500 pound bench press. We got a 75 hard accomplished. We got another you know 20 plus pound uh, weight loss transformation, body composition uh, transformation there. So so this is this is real powerful what you guys are doing, and I'm incredibly grateful uh, to to be here with you guys. So so thank you for for welcoming me here tonight and. And yeah, I think, um, you know, like, like, like you said, Chris, if, if people really want, you know, the deep, deep message and, and really the story of transformation and the journey that I've been on, uh, for these last two plus years, go check out that, that first episode. But to give you, I guess, kind of the, the, the quick elevator pitch is, is I was somebody that, you know, I, I, I guess the way I say it now is, is, is I'm a recovering, still recovering porn addict, you know, um, much like, like, like every man, it, the introduction to pornography came at a very young age, you know, um, pre internet. Uh, so, you know, this was kind of your hustler, hustler S type, type of magazines. And, um, yeah, you, you, you said something there with it, uh, you know, not really being looked at as, as something that was harmful. That was really me for, you know, for, for 20 plus years. And, I spent some time as a competitive bodybuilder um, in in my twenties, always chasing physical ec- excellence. Achieved, uh, you know, achieved it to a degree that very few people will. Um, but but really, during that 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 time in in, in through my twenties, there there was always something that I felt was was kind of off. Um, you know, I, I I struggled through depression and and, and anxiety. Um, you know, call it ADD, just kind of lack of of really being able to to bring a, a task or project to completion. Um, and then just a series of events that that obviously if I if I get into it, it'll it'll steal all of our time here tonight. And I really want to be able to provide some value. Uh, just a series of of life transforming events, um, you know, being introduced to some real powerful men, which is why I'm a huge fan of shows like this uh, that bring men together and and help men you know, achieve greatness because I've been very fortunate with mentors and friends and being around the type, the right type of men. So through a series of, of, of events and, and it really, you know, culminating on February 14th of 2019, it's, it's funny, you know, the day that we celebrate love, I'd been in a relationship for almost four years at that time. That was for lack of a better word was, was a broken relationship. I mean, we were living together, but, but, but we were roommates and, and I knew that at that time I'd been doing a little bit of research on the impact of the brain and and I made a decision and in in sitting in a car having a conversation talking about what we're talking about tonight for the first time ever my life changed um I made a commitment to uh multiple individuals multiple people over the course of of a few days um it led me to literally tearing a computer apart uh with my bare hands and um you know the 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 rest has been history here you know three Three months later, my life transformed. You know, I went through what now I understand uh, was a reboot. You know, I literally rewired the neurochemistry in my brain and I began to see a different world. Um, you know, things really began to open up to me. All of the impact that it had, um, all of the ways that it's held me back in the 35 years of my life prior to that really came to surface. And that put me on a trajectory where I wanted to get this story out into the world. And that was the genesis of the Superman Life podcast. And July 8th, we launched that, which was the first episode. Uh, the sole intent of it back then was to just share my story and bring other people on that were struggling, not specifically with porn. You know, we, we, we've had a few issues or a few episodes uh, in, in the early days, but it was really about overcoming adversity, overcoming struggles. You know, I think we all, we live these, you know, we, we live these lives in our, in our own box. And we think that our problems are, you know, the, like we're the only people facing a problem or facing a trial and, and, and realizing every single one of us has obstacles. Every single one of us has chains of, of some nature that's holding us back. So I wanted to be able to, to have conversations with people, you know, because at that time I'd been a fitness influencer, um, you know, I had somewhat of a media following. I had an email list. I've been running a fitness business. So there were people that were listening to what I had to say. And I mean, I, you know, I, I took a leap of faith when I shifted the conversation. Um, but, but that just really opened up a lot of other doors. Initially, it was all about just like I said, just, just a mission driven purpose, um, to have conversations to help inspire other people. Uh, but then, you know, a few months went by the, the messages in my inbox began to change. You know, I, I had been coaching men. I'd been a fitness coach, online trainer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, had, had a lot of great success over on that side of things. 
Um, but but the, the, the way that men started to reach out to me, it was more of a, first of all, it was thank you. You know, thank you for, for what you're sharing. You know, I've struggled with this uh, in, in, in my life, you know, because we all have, you know, every single one of us has, has had this challenge at some point in our lives. So, so initially it was those. And then in late January of, of last year, um, I took another leap of faith and it said, Hey, I, I, I think now, and this was through a series of, of people really encouraging me to step out and, and try to coach men. Um, you know, I, I, I was able to, to leverage some of my fitness stuff. Um, so, so in late January was, I guess when I launched rebuilt recovery, I mean, I didn't have the not, I didn't have the name for it back then. I didn't even have the curriculum. Um, I literally just said, I think I want to be able to help a couple guys. Um, and I was fortunate to have, to have a few men sign up in right in that first week. So the first couple clients literally let me like build my curriculum, um, as I worked one-on-one with them. And now we're, we're 13 months in and, you know, we've had over 800 guys, uh, you know, come through, um, the program in, in one way, shape or form. Um, I've personally worked one-on-one, uh, with somewhere near 40 right now. Um, I mean, so that's a significant, you know, amount of, of lives changed. Um, so I don't know, Chris, where, you know, like, like here we are, you know, where we're, we're March, 2021, we're ramping things up. I mean, rebuilt recovery has now become, you know, my number one focus. I still run some fitness stuff. And then I have, you know, a small little, you know, media company that, that produces the podcast and a couple of YouTube channels that I manage. But, um, yeah, I, you know, our, our mission is to help men, you know, quit porn and, and, and rebuild their life and become the man that they were created to be. So, so just like you guys are helping men, you know, become the greatest version of themselves, I've, I've, I've taken that and, you know, given it my own little, uh, you know, swing and it's, it's helping men become the man that they were created to be. And I directly help them by removing porn, but then really setting up a plan for their life. Um, and then, you know, we'll, I guess we can kind of take it, you know, from, from where you want to go there, Chris. So let me, um, we've seen some, several of our guys that have, let me rephrase this. Let me start over. Our group started as this keto group talking about way of eating, fitness and whatnot. So a lot of the issues of addiction started off as being food related. But then as time has grown, our group is, is a private group. So the, the outside world can't see things and whatnot. Trust is built and whatnot. Relationships are forged between um, the admin team, the moderators from guys becoming friendly with one another and never meeting each other and whatnot. But then that's where these discussions start coming out of these addictions and things like that. And it goes beyond the food. And there have been several that have talked about sexual addictions of different kinds and whatnot. What's, is there a common theme of why people become addicted to things? Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, that's a deep question there. Um, you know, you get the next in, hour in, to discuss. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a, a, addiction in a, a addiction in general. I mean, I I I think from our you know from our human nature, where we're wired, um, you know, we're wired for ease. Um, and I think with with most addictions, there is a there is an instant gratification component to it. It's 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 denying you know it's not being able to deny, my, deny myself now whether that's lack of discipline or, or willpower and seeking an instant hit of gratification and we can get into kind of you know how the dopamine uh, system works and and whatnot but I think I think at the root of it um, I think you know where where a we're living in 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 a time unlike any other time in 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 human history where we literally can get anything we want. Um, not even at a click of a button anymore. I mean, we heard Chris just tell his lights to come on. Um, you know, so, so, so we literally can get anything we want right now. I mean, you hungry, hit a button, food's going to show up to your house. You know, you want your lights to come on, just tell the lights to, to, to come on. You don't have to clap anymore. I mean, in the nineties, you had to clap. It's, it's, <laughs> we've even bypassed that step. Um, you know, you, 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 you want an answer to something, you go on YouTube and you find it. Um, so I think, you know, I think a, you know, we're, we, human nature, uh, is, is to want, you know, the easiest path or the path of, of least resistance, but then we're also living in a time and world where we can get anything we want at the click of a button. So I think that is probably, uh, you know, really stemming, um, you know, addiction in, in general, um, now speaking directly to, you know, a sexual addiction, um, you know, that's the, the, once again, I'll, I'll tie that back to, you know, to human wiring, you know, um, procreation, uh, is, is, is necessary for, 
for human, you know, for the human race to, to continue. And so that's, there's going to be a, there's going to be a driver of, of lust. And then I think with, once again, where we are in the world right now with things just being so openly sexualized, I mean, I, I, I don't know where you guys, you know, want, want to take it. I don't want to make it overly, you know, political, but we, you know, we're, we can see on just how things are, are accepted, um, you know, sexually. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, I don't know if you want to un- unpack any of that, but um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of it is, is stemming due to just our, our human nature of wanting the path of least resistance and then the ability to get anything we want at the click of a button. So the, the thing that we, t- we hear our expert guests on the superhuman life regularly talking about is the dopamine hits, which is the same type of hit that we get whenever we, uh, take a, you know, a stimulant type drug or, you know, any, t- any, anything like that. Um, it hits hits that part of the brain and it excites it and, and makes it active and and feel good. Yep. It, it triggers all those feel goods. Addict, you know, that's that's kind of a lot of what you know from what I picked up that that addiction kind of caused it gets caused by because you you get all of these items that that kind of trigger 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 or it, it, it builds up and it gets worse. In my own yeah. journey, I've had my own struggle with with uh, aspects of this where. It just kept, I kept having to push a little bit further, do a little bit something more, do a little bit something different, um, you know, trying to get that same hit, just like having to do a little bit more drugs, having to do a little bit more, a little bit more getting, you know, luckily with this, luckily, unluckily, um, with, with this, you don't get the same like chance that you're going to physically overdose on the drug, trying to seek that, that high, but you can kind of overdose to a pretty large degree um let's let's talk a little bit about um let, let's talk a little bit about some of the the stories and of course we don't want to personalize these to any specific person but what what are some of the 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 stories of the men that are coming to to rebuild recovery or that that you've been coaching what are and if nothing else, maybe what are the commonalities that you're seeing with those that cause them to get ensnared or trapped, and what are they doing on a, on a obviously there's a, a long form method to this that you do as a part of your curriculum and things like that, but you know what are what are some of the simple things that they're doing try and uh, to to not try but actually see victory over you know, hitting, you know, hitting that button over and over and over again and get it, trying to seek that high. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a great question. And, and yeah, just to, to piggyback off of kind of what you're saying there, we, we haven't had him on the, the show yet. I'm in talks with his people, but the, the head of the, the research lab at, at Stanford has a great way of defining addiction and it's the narrowing of things that bring you pleasure. Um, and when you think about what you just said there, Chris, it's like you you begin to get narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow about what's going to give you that same dopamine hit. And over time, you know, like we 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 can visualize this with with drug addicts. We can see, you know, we can see the crackhead homeless on the street or we can see the person that is struggling, you know, through going through re- rehab with physical withdrawals with with porn, uh, you know, specifically a porn or and or sex addiction. There's a lot of times we can't physically see what that what that horrible negative, you know, outcome is, 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 is going to be. Um, I mean, we, we had a recent event here just, just last weekend in Atlanta, um, which I, you know, I posted a video on my, my personal Facebook page and then I shared it to, to the other social media platforms here, here today. Uh, this young man, you know, he, he, he told us, you know, what, what he was trying to do. You know, he, he had a sex addiction and he was, he was trying to rid himself of other temptations by, um, you know, taking the people out in, in the massage parlors where he was going to, to purchase sex, um, you know, and, and young 20, 21 year old man, I mean, with 99.9% certainty, I can say that this, this young man, uh, was introduced to pornography at a, at a very young age. So, um, no, to, 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 to get to your question, Chris, um, you know, with, you know, with, with the clients here, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked with guys that are, that are in their fifties and, and have been hooked on this thing for, for 30 years. And, and we're enrolling a guy, uh, this coming week of, of, of 21 years old. One thing that is common and consistent with them is all of them struggle with just, uh, attention, uh, attention deficit disorder, or just lack of, of, of focus. And I think where, you know, where this, this stems from, we know 
the visual impact of pornography is what's recognized or, or known in the neuroscience world as a supernormal stimulus. So literally from first or second kind of looking at it, you know, once or twice, it begins to activate the frontal part of your brain uh, to a supernormal level. You know, the only other thing in, in the world that's going to give you that same stimulus effect is going to be these hardcore drugs, cocaine, heroin, anything that's kind of, you know, very, very dopaminergic. Um, so, so with that, knowing that, okay, once, two times looking at it, you've kind of set and reestablished a new, a new baseline for you. So your brain is, is now going to have to play, play catch up And and Dr. Trish Lee did a, did a great job of, of explaining how this, you know, prevents you from getting into flow states, how it really, you know, pulls your attention. You literally will be sitting down trying to focus on something, but all you can think about are like the stimulus, you know, the, the images kind of, kind of going off in, in your brain. So I would say one consistent theme that, that we're seeing from all of them is is that you know call it call it lack of focus call it lack of lack of attention um you know and then and then obviously you know from from more of a heart-centered perspective i mean sexual objectification you know you can't you 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 can't walk down the street and and look at a female without putting her you know in a sexual position you can't walk through the gym um you know with with without taking your without taking your eyes off of you know the the girl that's doing she's just in there trying to do you know glute bridges but you're you're envisioning or or you're putting your in a position and that's you know as much as and and you said something Chris at the beginning and you said it to me earlier today too and I've really thought about it all day long it's like guys say that it's like it's no big deal and I would push you know I would push back I I I think that's what they want to say I think that's what they want to believe um, but then why are they doing it in, in secret? Why are they, you know, shameful if, if somebody, you know, finds out about it and what this is going to cause is this is going to cause cognitive dissonance, you know? So you're saying one thing out of your mouth, but internally, you know, that what you're saying is not being truthful. Um, so this is going to cause a whole nother layer of guilt and, and, and shame. So, you know, every single one of the men that I, that I come to, whether they're coming with a faith background or, or, or secular, there's no, you know, no spiritual, you know, component of, of their life. I mean, it, I've worked with atheists. I've worked with Christians. I've worked with Muslims. It, it, it doesn't matter. They all are dealing with guilt and shame because even if they say it's okay, even if they say, oh, well, I'm not cheating. They still know that their behavior doesn't align morally with the person that they want to be. And, and that's a recipe for, for disaster. If you don't, you know, if you don't get it under, underhand, uh, if you don't get it under wraps soon, um, because, you know, now you're, now you're literally causing this, this internal battle, you know, inside of you and, you know, only God knows where, where, where that can lead to. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, so lack of focus, um, you know, lack, lack of attention, inability to complete things, um, objectification, guilt, shame, um, and then, yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk to some of the, you know, the, the physical side effects is, as well. You know, I've been pretty open about my struggles with PIED or, or porn induced erectile dysfunction. Um, you know, when you begin to train your brain that looking at people having sex is how you get an erection, then it's really hard to get an erection when you're in, you know, the act of trying to have sex. Uh, because once again, taking it from a, you know, from a neuroscience, uh, perspective, watching sex and having sex are, are not the same things. And your brain is firing two different ways. So you begin to train your brain that, oh, watching this activity, objectification is where an erection is, is tied to. You literally train your body. I mean, I've heard, you know, I've heard some graphic stories of, of men not even being able to get an erection uh, without their hands on a, a laptop. I had a woman reach out to me uh, earlier this week, um, pregnant. I mean, she's six months pregnant with her uh, with her boyfriend, they're, they're, they're living together. And she's like, I've known about his porn addiction for a really long time. And I, you know, I didn't say anything. I just kind of pushed it aside. And it wasn't until he was literally having to watch porn on his phone while making love to his fiance that she realized that it, that it was a problem. And I've heard a lot of stories about this. I've heard stories as extreme of having to watch, uh, gay sex. I don't know if, I don't know if it's okay for me to say that here, Chris, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) literally having, having to watch, yeah, having to watch gay sex while trying to have sex with, with a woman. And this speaks to that narrowing of things that bring you pleasure. So, you know, we all started our journey with, with pornography, probably watching some pretty vanilla stuff. You know, we got off when we were young, we're just seeing a naked woman over time. This, this, takes you this can take you down a pretty extreme rabbit hole to where you're having to get into some dark fetishes 
um, and some things that, you know, if you were actually in the act of doing that, like you probably would run away like a scared little child, yet you've taught your brain that this is, this is what it's supposed to get. So yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot there, you know, as far as, uh, effects, um, you know, I think what are, what are guys doing? That's, that's really helping first and foremost, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where you truly admit, um, that it is holding you back, you know, that, that it is preventing you from, using your guys terminology becoming, you know, the greatest version of yourself or, you know, if it's, it's holding me back from launching that job, it's, it's holding me back from actually treating my wife the way that I want to treat her. It's holding me back from being the father that I know I'm supposed to be for the little girl that when she looks at me, the sparkle is in her eyes. And when I look back at her in the back of my brain, I know that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm false. You know, I'm, I'm not the real man that I'm, I'm presenting there. So I think a lot of times it starts with just the admittance of, Hey, it's a problem. Um, and then, you know, and, and then we can kind of get into, to what some of the other steps are, but I think that's really the first step is, is the admittance that, that it is a problem. And then the decision that I'm going to do whatever it takes, because it is a decision. It is a process. If you truly are addicted, you know, which if you try to quit and you can't, that's an addiction, um, you know, in, in, in most people that actually try to do it on their own, come, you know, come to me and say, Hey, I, I tried this for six days. And then I was, you know, back, back in the, the same position where I was. So once you get to that point, you know, we can, we can kind of take it from there, but, um, was that good? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, talking about all these addictions and everything. And again, trying to go back to our group and whatnot is every addiction, the same in terms of the the chemical reactions and the things that fire off in the brain because i'm thinking of the people who the guy who runs every day to run in the boston marathon so he's addicted to running he loves it he gets the high and things like that somebody who is addicted to fitness in general or whatever i mean is it the same thing or where where is the where is the why where is the split in going down that dark road versus the healthy road, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think that there, I don't think that there is a healthy addiction and um, you know, I, I think that you can have an obsession. Um, you can have healthy habits. You could have um, healthy practices. Um, but when I speak about addiction, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at it from, from an angle that, that this is something that is, that is holding you back or preventing you uh, from high performance or preventing you from once again, you know, becoming, becoming the greatest version. I know a lot of people that are addicted to fitness. I probably was at one point in my life, you know, addicted, addicted to bodybuilding. Um, so in terms of the, the mechanism that's firing, you know, that dopamine reward center, um, you know, there's, there's going to be different pathways that, that get you there, but dopamine is dopamine and, and the dopamine system is, is meant to fire when you're in the pursuit of a goal. So with a fitness addiction, you know, you're, you're getting dopamine, you set a goal, you know, for Chris, it's, it's losing, it's getting to that 200 mark. He talked about it at the beginning. He's going to get dopamine when he does the activities that are bringing him closer to getting to 200 pounds, you know, going to the gym, resisting the cookie and eating the keto meal or the keto brick, whatever those activities are that he's identified are going to be the ones that bring me closer to that goal. That's where his dopamine is going to get fired. Now, if Chris had an addiction that had hijacked his reward center, then those activities won't actually give him the hit of dopamine. That's where he's going to have to go and seek out, you know, whether it's porn, whether it's uh, gaming, whether it's gambling, all those activities hijack it. So you no longer get the dopamine in the activities that you actually want to. The only place you're going to be able to get them are in the ones that you're, you've literally wired yourself to. I think um, the, the only thing that, that I would say along with that, that, that I think that, that Frank, you'd agree with is that there is a certain level of, pursuing those those things so like using fitness as an example if it detracts from your other goals in life say you escape into fitness so that you don't have to deal with issues in the home between between your spouse or your kids yeah or you're retreating you know into and you know into what seems like a good thing 
but it's holding you back in another area. It can it can totally be that as well. And it may not necessarily fall into the same category of addiction, but it can be escapism all the same. And, and no, the, no, and that's so, great. So yeah. Great. Yeah, that's a great that's a that's a great addition. No, escapism. Yeah, I think is 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 just another way to maybe, you know, phrase phrase addiction. But um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, think about, you know, keeping it here to kind of, you know, more more my area of, of expertise, like like with pornography, what are we uh, escaping from? You know, maybe, you know, maybe the wife rejected us because, you know, we we told her that we were going to, you know, clean the house up on Saturday afternoon and we didn't because, you know, we just got lazy or whatever. Um, so instead of actually facing the fact that, you know, we're not doing what we said we were going to do, we escaped that um, to go find an instant hit of, of, of pleasure um, by by looking at porn and, and, and masturbating. So that's that's a great um, Great perspective, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we want to respect your time, and we're coming up on on, on forty minutes, and I, I want, we want to make sure that we um, get the most out of you that we can. What are um, what are some of the resources that that you know that, you know other than your own the, the other the curriculum that you've created and the, the coaching that you provide? What are some of the resources? Who are some of the people? that you would uh, suggest? And honestly, the easy answer is just go listen to Superhuman Life and go meet everybody because you're meeting everybody. These guys and gals that you have on, on the Superhuman Life, they really know their stuff. I'm, I'm listening to this week's episode. I'm working through it still uh, right now. And, and, and it's, uh, she, uh, I'm forgetting her name, but uh, she, Dr. You know, Caroline Leaf. Yeah, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's just diving so deep into all of it, all of what her expertise is and it's it's so so awesome but what are some and and like in the keto world we'd say what's your your go-to resource to give a beginner what are some of those go-to resources that you would provide to someone um that thinks okay i think i have this issue or i want to get a handle on this or i want to understand it more yeah check out uh gary wilson's your brain on porn um, you know, the book, it's, it's a small little, you know, hundred and I don't know, 120 pages. It's, it's a short, simple read. Actually it's 160, 180, but I think he wrote it back in 2015, 2016. I mean, he was kind of at the forefront of really talking about this. So it's, he, he did an amazing job of, of bringing a lot of the science and it's jam packed with, with actual resources and references. And then he integrates all the stories. So he's got thousands of, of people that have sent him letters that have sent him transformations. Um, and, and, and when you realize, and when you read some of these other men's stories, like it all begins to kind of make sense, sense for you. Um, so, so that would be a great one. Your brain on porn wired for intimacy by William Struthers is another great book as well. Um, this talks more about how, you know, the male brain is, is visually wired, how it differs, you know, uh, from, from the female brain and how, you know, like there's, it explains why 80% of the men are, you know, struggling with this because, you know, talking, you know, taking it back to just that wiring of, of how we're, of how we're put together as, as men. So those are two great, um, resources. I mean, um, you know, plug, plug, obviously you, you plug the podcast. So, so check that out. Um, also I have a YouTube channel where I produce daily videos, short, you know, seven to 10 minute, um, you know, sometimes they're, they're high level, you know, what's going on. A lot of times it's real actionable, you know, five tips to do this week, or, you know, three things to do when you're triggered. Um, so those are great. Dr. Trish Lee, who I've had on the podcast a couple of times as well, um, is, is, is a neuroscientist of, of 25 plus years and is really, you know, really in a charge now specifically in this space. Um, so yeah, those would, you know, those, those would probably be some of the best kind of initial resources for, for somebody just getting started and want, wanting to learn more about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim. Just taking it all in with your personal experience, you know, you mentioned the, uh, February 14th date. What was your, what was your moment where you said I've had enough? Um, several years ago I used to smoke and I got, terrible case of stomach flu and my house um my garage is attached to the house and i crawled from my bedroom down the hall to the garage to have a cigarette and i'm like this is addiction this is bad and um, i did it i smoked the cigarette and uh, when the pack was gone i quit cold turkey um but that was that was a pretty embarrassing moment to uh have a stomach bug and have everything 
gutted from you, but yet you needed a cigarette that bad. So tell us how you knew that you had your moment of enough is enough. Yeah, I think, I think it had been, you know, um, quite some time that I was, that I was truly struggling with probably that cognitive dissonance that I talked about. Like I knew my behavior was, was wrong. I mean, no grown man should, you know, run off into, you know, the Dillard's uh, bathroom while he's shopping with his girlfriend um, to look at porn and masturbate because he can't handle, you know, he can't handle himself if, if he doesn't get a release every few hours. So I'd known, you know, I'd known quite a while that's, that I had probably had, had a problem. Um, and then when I, when I actually, uh, I heard a podcast with, with another book that I didn't mention, it's called Surfing for God. Um, the author is Michael John Cusick. When he shared his story on a podcast that I heard in late 2018, um, where he talked about how it led him into, uh, you know, purchasing, you know, sex and escorts and he spent some time in jail. It really, it really opened my eyes up as like, Frank, wow, like if you don't actually get this under control, um, you're, you think your life is bad now, like it can get a whole lot worse. Um, so, so after, after hearing that podcast, I began to do some of my own research, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a junkie for, for knowledge and information. So, you know, I, I looked up some of Gary's work. I saw one of his talks on, on the brain on porn. Um, but then the real, you know, the real life changing moment came literally sitting in a car when, you know, one of my best friends who was a Marine told me that he had been struggling with it. So I had read the book. I had heard other people talk about it, but having a conversation with somebody else that I knew personally and somebody that I respected a lot saying, Hey, I struggled with this for a really long time, but I think I got it under control. That kind of felt like I had the power to do it then and there. Um, so I made that decision on, on February 14th. The following day was the computer incident where I shared it with my girlfriend at the time. So a lot of it for me was. Let, let's I, stop I, there I, for a second. That yeah. computer wasn't just a normal computer. That was the secret computer that you kept in the closet that had your yeah. porn stash on it. Yes. Like it, 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 it was specifically set aside for that purpose. And, and that's like the the junkie that has his secret stash. Yeah. Um, so that, that's not something to be glossed over, but yeah, you, you brought it out. You talked to Stephanie, you, yeah. you ripped it, you ripped it in two, right? Yeah. Right, right, right down the middle. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it back then was, you know, because I, a part of me at the time thought that Stephanie, like I, we, I thought that we were going to be together forever and I couldn't envision myself being a husband, being a father, um, and being a fraud. And that's what I saw when I looked in the mirror is it's, I saw somebody, you know, I was out there, I was, you know, I was in, inspiring the world, you know, build muscle, get six pack abs. Cause it's going to, you know, it's going to create this awesome life for you. Um, and when I looked at myself, I said, you're a fraud. Um, so a, a lot of it was that internal battle of like, okay, you're saying one thing, but, but you have a secret computer, you know, you, you, you're doing this behavior. So, um, it, it, it really like all just kind of, kind of came down. And then, um, two days later, there was another event, which I talked about, um, in, in the first episode of the podcast with, um, I don't know if it was a physical withdrawal, but it had been the first time in, in probably a decade that I hadn't, you know, had some type of release, um, where, where kind of my anger just got control of me. I ended up putting my hand through a wall multiple times. The third one, um, hit the stud in the wall. My hand was shattered and I was like a broken little you know, child crying on the floor. Um, but in that moment I found a lot of peace. Um, cause I, I, I knew that although my behaviors had led me to act out in the way that it did, that I wasn't ever going back. Um, and then, yeah, you know, a few months went by my, my brain rewired and rebooted. And like I said, I began to see the world, um, significantly different than I did for, for 20 plus years. Very cool. Let's, um, before we get your socials and things like that here, I, I want to talk very quickly about uncovering, bring the, 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 the curtains back a little bit. There's, there's a side thing that you do to a degree with some other organizations to talk about the, the thing that we don't realize probably is that most porn is actually uh, shot, you know, with people that are, that, that are being subjected or forced to do it or their, their children or whatever these things might be that the, the actual porn industry itself is a pernicious and, and bad thing. There's trafficking involved and all of that. 
you and I are, are both involved at, at this point, at least somewhat, with a an organization trying to work against the the sex trafficking. T- talk a little bit about, from your perspective and the things that you've learned, what men need to know about what actually goes into the production of and the creation of that pornography. Yeah, no, thank 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 you for bringing this up, Chris. Um, you know, um, I, I I think people if people want, you know, I'll. I'll I'll provide what I, what I can here, but, but definitely check out, um, Exodus cry, check out trafficking hub. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of at the forefront of here. Uh, but most people, if, 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 if you have two eyes, you've probably some seen, you have seen some media coverage in, in the past three, three to four months of, of kind of what's been going on with, with Pornhub. You know, it, it, it came out after American Express and Visa pulled their, you know, pulled their processing from from their site. Um, it got some coverage on on the New York Times and and I believe a, a CNN and Fox News covered it as well. But out of the 12 million videos that they had published on their site at the time, 10 million of them uh, were forced to be pulled down through unverification. And, and all that means it's it's prior to to what's going on now. Anybody from anywhere in the world, if you had an internet connection, could upload a video um, to to Pornhub. There was no verification of age. There's no verification of consent in in the videos. Um, so yeah, I you know um, obviously you know back in the '80s and in in previous time, you know uh, we know that 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 it was more of a produced um, thing. You know, like everybody knows who Hugh Hefner was and. Um, the other guy that ran ran Hustler, like you know, those were you know, calling for whatever they are. They were they were legitimate organizations and and companies. These days, because of the money that is that is in the industry, because of um, you know the the rise in in human trafficking, I think uh, Tim Ballard of Operation Underground Railroad has said that it's the fastest growing criminal enterprise um, in in the world. You know, with all, 150 billion dollars a year is is generated off of off of human trafficking. Um, and a large portion of that is is used in uh, for 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 sex exploitation. So yeah, there's there's obviously some that's just being people are being trafficked and sold through you know illegal prostitution. Um, but a lot of it it's uh, it is it is this revenge porn. You know, like that's that's a very uh, high high search term revenge porn. You know, this is a, a boyfriend and girlfriend. You know that maybe she willingly let him you know do it. Um, while they were together, but something happens, they break up or his buddy steals his phone or somebody hacks into it. And then he goes and uploads to, to the site. So just understanding a, that like, once again, I think it, I think it goes back to like, how, like, how can you, and not to, not to be like, you know, I don't want to slam morality on, on anybody, but if, if, if you know, somebody is being abused or, you know, somebody has been trafficked or, you know, somebody is not there through consent, like there's this really begins to kind of, I feel it's got to eat away at, at the inside of, of your heart. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that's, that's coming out and, you know, just, just like the, the organization stop stop the movement that, uh, you know, um, that, that you were mentioning. I love what they do because yeah, I think, you know, when, you know, I, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, like we, we see the outcome, we see the, you know, we see the worst possible scenario, of of a drug drug addiction you know it's in the movies in the films um nobody talks about you know what what is the worst possible outcome of of a porn addiction you know and and it's that escalation effect that we talked about you start down here with vanilla and then over time it's got to get more severe and then that stops working so where do you go well then you end up in a massage parlor you maybe end up purchasing an escort when that doesn't even work because you can't get them to do what you need, then the only the the only other outcome is to actually purchase a trafficked victim. Because when you purchase a trafficked victim, you can do whatever you want. Um, so I think it's and 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 I don't want it, people to 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 think that I'm saying just because you look at porn means that you're going to end up buying you know uh, a, a sex slave. But it's it's we can't not see see the connection there. So I think a lot of what you know. Um, we're, we're trying to do here is if you come out and, you know, you see media and you're like, I'm against trafficking, I'm against trafficking. You can at the same time be going to watch porn because one fuels the other and they are as closely tied, um, as any two industries could, yeah. could be. Yeah. That's what I've been seeing as well. And, and, uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy to, to think that these, yeah. uh, these, these normally young ladies are being 
you know, they're, they're 19, 20, 21. So they're technically legal, but they're, they're shooting these videos to make a, a dollar or they're being sold uh, a bill of you're going to be able to do this X, Y, and Z, but they're totally being played and taken advantage of by whoever it is that's producing the content and all of this stuff that, that's just some of the stories that we we've heard on, on your podcast about how thousands and thousands of, of young, young, young people, not just females are being transported to certain areas for major events so yeah. that the, the rich and the can have whatever they want. That's just so crazy to me. And, and they really do. Uh, and that's why I bring it up. Porn and trafficking are two halves of one whole, really and truthfully from, from yeah. everything that I'm learning. And I think for a lot of us guys, just knowing that will be like, Oh, I don't, I'm not going to touch stuff. Mm. That could be my daughter. That could be my, my sister. Yeah. That could be my mom, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever the scenario is that that's just, uh, yeah. I, so I think that's, that's important to, to recognize. Um, Frank, how can people connect with you, um, online? Uh, you've mentioned the YouTube and we'll, we'll have all the links in the show notes too, but, but go ahead and shout them out real quick. Yeah, no, um, we said, you know, said the podcast a, a few times. It is the superhuman life. Superhuman is, is two words. We're on Apple, Spotify, every platform that's out there. Um, the, the, the YouTube channel is rebuild your life. Um, and then I'm probably most active socially on Instagram. So that's at the superhuman Frank. Um, you know, I, I, I try to post daily. I miss, I miss sometimes, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always active and I reply to every comment and every message that I do get. Um, you know, I, um, I, I have a, a resource for anybody that maybe, you know, was, was listening and it, it maybe sparked something in, inside of them and, um, like, Hey, you know, maybe I should start taking, taking some steps. I have a free, free book that I wrote. It's called the seven step guide to living life without porn where it really kind of helps you get clear on, you know, the impact that it's had and then really start building, um, you know, building a, a porn free day. And I think that's where it starts. Like you got to have one day porn free and then you, and then you start to add days on top of that. So I'm about building structure um, and routines and habits in our life. So that's at the seven step guide.com. Um, and then, yeah, you know, re rebuilt recovery. We're in the process um, of, of fully branding this thing out. Um, so I don't know when this will be airing the, the website probably won't be live at the time, but anybody that hears this, you know, late 2021, uh, rebuilt recovery.com will be, will be up and live and that'll have all the access for, you know, we have some, some courses and, and some other stuff kind of, kind of in, in development right now. So really excited about where the future is going for, uh, for the entire organization. Very cool. Yeah. We're, this episode actually probably won't air for another like two months, maybe because we're that, we're, we're that far ahead and, and recording and we're amazing. Um, yeah. It, it, well, some of that's also, we're going to take a little time and do some easy stuff. We're coming up on a hundred episodes and that's hey, a big deal. Uh, so as, as it stands right now, we're, we're, we're coming up on a hundred episodes. So we're going to celebrate some of that by revisiting some old things. But, uh, but so this, this may, you know, rebuiltrecovery.com might, might be, yeah. uh, might be live by then. Uh, so definitely some great resources. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Uh, as always a uh, reminder to our listeners, if you, found this conversation helpful to yourself or you know someone that they might find it beneficial please share this episode with them whether it be just sending a link or uh, an email or whatever that might be feel free to, to share this with as many people as as you think it might impact i dare say that any man who doesn't already have a handle on this probably needs to hear this message uh and and needs to be introduced to this topic at least because uh, we even if we don't have a traditional porn porn issue, we still have addictive issues, and all of this correlates. It really does all all uh, get handled similarly, and uh, and and this is important. I think um, you can connect with us, um, the hosts, and and the the podcast through our website theketomansclub.com. And uh, all of that, I gave the links uh, and the the email address earlier, so I won't reiterate those again. Jim, any other last minute business before we say goodbye for the for the uh, for the day? No, um, definitely a heavy topic, but I appreciate your honesty. Um, it's not something that probably everybody can talk about and whatnot, but the fact that you're sharing it, and as you said, you know, you had a, a friend who shared his experiences and whatnot, uh, definitely a ripple effect. So grateful for that, Frank. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I think um, 
yeah, if I can, if, if I can do anything, it's, it's, it's addressing these, these conversations. And like I told you guys at, at, at the beginning, I'm, I'm grateful for, for both of you. I'm grateful for all of the listeners um, that, that stuck around with us today. I do, I do know that it's uh you know, it, it tweaks and ekes a little bit when, when the topic comes up, but um, no, I do think it's something that needs to be addressed and um, you know, hopefully uh, you know, it helps somebody today. So thank you guys. Agreed. Very good. Well, that's it for this week. Make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. <laughs>